welcome to the Cowboy Chronicles, the Oklahoman's Oklahoma State Sports Podcast. I am your host, Scott Wright, joined by Jacob Unruh. As always, it's game week, big times. Jacob, would you believe this is the 100th episode of the Cowboy Chronicles? I No, I had no idea, uh, but I'm going to say, sure, congratulations. No, it's not. I'm oh, okay. Just, I, just, I just wondered if you would believe that if I, I told you. I mean, sure, yeah. I mean, okay. I haven't been on it long enough to really argue. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, so. Um, no, I, I, I legitimately have no clue how many of these we've done, but it know, feels like 100. Well, so. it reminds me of a running joke. You know, I listen to the podcast a lot. There's Joe Posnanski and Michael Schur, and they always joke that they've been podcasting for 30 years now, 40, <laughs> right. 30 or 40 years now, and this right. is episode 1 million for them. And so it yeah. kind of reminded me of that, you know. All right. Good deal. <laughs> I'm in good company then. I'll yeah. take that. I will take that with uh, with those guys. So. Uh, but it is. It's game week. Missouri State game week is uh, is here. We got to visit with some players today after practice, which was uh, an adventure. We had some uh, some guys you might not expect to be uh, frontline guys on uh, on interviews for uh, for the season opener. But it was some interesting stuff. Turned out to be better than I uh, than I expected. Mm-hmm. Don't judge a book by its cover. That's your that's your lesson for the day. Uh, we had Braden Johnson, Braden Cassidy. The uh, the third string tight end, he might be second string. I, I shouldn't. I should. I, I, I'm not saying that to to, to downgrade him at all. Uh, he might be second string behind Logan Carter. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what that how that plays out. He'll probably on, play uh, Saturday. He'll well, play. He'll you know, play. Yeah. Uh, we had those two guys from the offense: Sione Asi, uh, the defensive tackle, and Malcolm Rodriguez from uh, from the defense the linebacker so we had a uh, a wealth of experience and uh, and a couple of guys that we don't get to talk to a whole lot in fact we hadn't talked to to Braden Cassidy ever uh, nope. even uh, even going back a couple of years when uh, before covid had minimized the number of people we got to talk to he was not a guy that uh, that you know he was a fourth string tight end legitimately back then and uh, wasn't a guy that uh, that we were clamoring to uh, to interview but Fun guy. I really enjoyed it. He he touched on a lot of topics with him and uh, and had a lot of fun. Uh, Overall, like I said, it it was uh, it was much better than I had anticipated when I saw the list of guys that we were going to get to talk to. So I I feel bad for judging them uh, based on uh, on one email uh, coming out that uh, that said who we were going to talk to. So thanks to the players for making my uh, my evening yeah. interesting i guess is what i'm getting around to say yeah the trip was worth it we got good stuff out of Braden, good stuff out of sione i um good stuff out of both Braden's, i guess we should say yes. um you know and malcolm rodriguez was always malcolm rodriguez he is so um you know he was good enough for us got a little bit of a mustache coming in he does I, I, was gonna, hair. I was gonna ask him about that but uh we were uh, we were running short on time, and well, I was almost along, confused at first when I saw him walk in the room. I had my I was facing the door when he walked in, and I was confused for a second because I thought he was Brock Martin for just <laughs> a split second, um, and I don't know why, but it just looked like Brock, and I was like, he's on our list. But yeah, the the t shirt with the ripped off sleeves that's uh that's a that's a Brock Martin thing too. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe that's a. Uh, Wagner Ulaga thing. A little bit know. of the longer hair, I think. I'm still not used to right. Malcolm, maybe. Yeah. You know, Brock's had that for a while, so that's kind of maybe where I got a little confused, I guess. I don't know, but just the way he walked in, I was like, that's Brock. Oh, wait, no, that's Malcolm. Yeah, so. yeah. Malcolm was entertaining as always. Everybody was uh, was fantastic. Uh, the most interesting stuff, uh, and uh, and you uh, you keyed in on this and asked some questions of Braden Cassidy as well. Braden Cassidy's brother, linebacker coach at Missouri State, which uh, 
I had slipped slipped past me. That one, uh, that one, I let slip past the goalie on that one. Uh, so I missed that one. But uh, but very interesting, and and Braden was really good talking about it. Yeah, he talked a lot about how his you know his brother influenced him. His dad was a coach too, coach with right. Petrino, um, and they talked about just the influence there and what it's going to be like facing that uh, facing his brother this week. His brother, um, which I didn't realize either, was a graduate assistant at Texas Tech for a couple years and right. the two years that Texas Tech beat OSU he was <laughs> he was yeah. there and so he was wanting to get back at his brother um, this week and uh, they've been joking back and forth with each other it was really entertaining talked about I guess his brother pointed out he said he needs you know make his biceps a little bit bigger I guess his biceps were small in his brother's <laughs> right. eyes and um, you know a little brotherly love there a little family divided this week right he said uh, told his mom that she couldn't wear any Missouri State colors since oh. since he was providing the tickets <laughs> that's so, fair that's, that's absolutely fair <laughs> you're, you're in Stillwater you gotta gotta wear orange right right so, I guess you could go black that's kind of neutral almost. yeah it's a little bit I mean, neutral a little bit neutral it's gonna be really hot <laughs> yes it's gonna be very hot even uh, even at 6pm kickoff it's gonna be nice and warm in, uh, in Boom Pickens Stadium on Saturday but uh, but that was uh, that was some fun stuff. Braden Johnson talking about the uh, the depth of the talent. We we almost hit the entire roster of receivers with him. Yeah, uh, you know he's a, a veteran guy. Been around for a long time. Fifth year senior. He's been an inside receiver, been an outside receiver, mostly been an outside receiver, but uh, but moved to the inside after a summer conversation with Casey Dunn this year, and uh, and looks to be uh, another speedy weapon on the inside along with Brennan Presley. I, I think those two guys could be a lot of fun on the inside. I do too. You don't have a lot of slot receiving duos like that with that kind of speed right. and athleticism um, and motor. And, you know, Braden talked a lot about how Brennan doesn't want to come off the field. And I think Braden's yeah. kind of the same way. Um, yeah, I think so. Now I think he'll be off the field more than Brennan. Right, um, right. You know, but four receiver sets, that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it absolutely will be. And, uh, and Braden is a guy that they can uh, they can run out there in in that uh, that X spot mm-hmm. in place of uh, of the Green Twins or whoever whichever Green Twin might be playing at the time, uh, because he's obviously very familiar with that position and uh, and has played it before. So they can do a lot of things with uh, with that group of receivers that they've got and uh, and still get the young guys some experience, uh, get the uh, get the the veterans out there to lead. It's going to be a really interesting group to watch them uh, watch watch how they share the ball and how they develop and uh, and how they move forward as a group this season because you've got uh, you got a couple of veterans you got Brennan Presley who's sort of in the in the middle there um, you know even though he's uh, he's not a guy that started a bunch of games he's he's played a decent amount and had one really big game obviously in the bowl game. And then you've got uh, true freshmen coming in and uh, and trying to make their mark. So it's a it's a really interesting group of receivers that they've got that they're putting together. And I think I think one day we're going to look back at this group and say, Hey, remember when they had all of those guys? Yeah. It's going to be one of those type of groups. I think by the time all these guys are done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't I don't know if you mentioned Jaden Bray. No, I didn't. And that, that's how talented this group is. Jaden Bray is a backup as a true freshman from Norman and everyone's just excited about Jaden. Oh yeah. And I mean, he's, you know, he's behind Tay Martin 
So, right. I mean, you're not going to see see him necessarily a ton late in the season necessarily unless he's just really blossomed but or Tay's hurt. But, man, like, everyone talks about him. You see the catches on the highlights with him. He's hardly played football, and he's more of a basketball star right. growing up. And um, that's how talented this group is. And you got a guy like that that everyone's excited about. you got the, the Green Twins. And, you know, I just – you look at these guys and you go – these have the, these guys have the ability to really develop into stars, um, you know. Especially considering that you know Tay Martin's here for his last year, and that's essentially it for the last year. I think Braden can come back right if he wants. Yeah, he could have another year if he wants. Um, it. Other than that, they're all going to be back. Yeah, that's what's scary. Yeah, it really is. Um, going to be a, a interesting week uh from the uh the defensive perspective i, I wrote about this for the uh, for the paper on uh, on wednesday uh, missouri state named a quarterback which is not the quarterback that they had starting at the end of their spring season uh see the fcs played a, in the spring um, missouri state made the playoffs lost in the first round with uh, a guy named Jaden johnson quarterbacking the team but they had a transfer in from utah state named Jason Shelley who came away with the uh, with the starting job out of camp so an interesting development there you've got uh, Utah State transfers on either side of the ball hoping to uh, hoping to make the most of their opportunities at Missouri State and Oklahoma State with with uh, Jalen Warren being the uh, the running back from Utah State on the other side of the ball on the OSU side of the ball transfer um, portals a funny thing it's, it's wild it's so uh, so crazy to, to try to keep up with and Missouri State has been at the uh, the top of the list in terms of uh, bringing guys in off of the portal uh, and obviously uh, this one seems to have worked out for them in their favor bringing in a new quarterback but uh, a guy that can uh, that can run a little bit a guy that can uh, throw the ball uh, a decent amount and uh, you know that's always uh, little bit of a challenge for for Oklahoma State obviously Missouri State is uh, is not going to be at the uh, the Big 12 caliber level but um, if they're going to find a, a way to make some headway against the Oklahoma State defense I think a running quarterback is is one of your best ways to uh, to attack these guys not that it's necessarily going to um, swing this game one way or another I think this is still a 40 point game mm-hmm. at the end of the day but uh, good for for the Oklahoma State defense to have that type of challenge. I think this uh, this early on in the season. So we'll see how that uh, how that plays out. Anything else that stuck out to you from our uh, our Tuesday evening session with the uh, with the Cowboy players? Well, I got invited to dinner by Sion you did. LC, you so, absolutely did, um, and I'm jealous. I might take him up on the offer if it's allowed because. Uh, man's gonna cook some polynesian food and i'm interested so um sign me up for that because i think he was serious um i hope it he was serious i hope he like listens to this serious. podcast come on sioni listen uh let's make this happen um i like to eat and i like to try new foods and that'd be fun he was uh he was making me hungry talking about uh lamb and chicken lots of seasoning that's where the love is yeah, he says that's where, that's the, where love. the love is Show me the love, right? Show me the love, Sione. Some uh, some rice and uh, I think he had a really weird way of saying potatoes. Yeah, was that, was that what he was talking I think about? So I think so. Some uh, other starchy uh, just, element that I just uh, want to find added. out. Just 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 show me, buddy. Show me. Yep. I uh, I do enjoy the opportunity 
Um, I, I bagged on the guys a little bit early in the podcast, but uh, I do enjoy the opportunity to talk to guys that aren't, uh, that we're not talking to over and over and over again, that are uh, the, the front of the line guys, mm-hmm. uh, because you uh, you come away with little nuggets like that that are uh, that are fascinating and entertaining and um, just a uh, different way of looking at, at these guys that uh, that we don't get to talk to all that often. So I do appreciate that. Uh, still a little weird that it was game week and we were talking to a couple <laughs> yeah. of backups, but that, that's okay. It happens. Yeah. It's no big deal. If it's going to be any of the week, I guess it should be this week. Yes, exactly. Got to got to ramp up from here. Just like the schedule, the, the schedule yeah. gets tougher. The, uh, the interviews get the tougher. Interviews get tougher. Tougher too. questions are coming. That's right. Not really. Unless they need to. Unless they have to. Yeah. 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 Um, I thought uh, I thought Malcolm was uh, was very personable again, and I am enjoying yeah. seeing that side of uh, of his personality because we haven't always seen that. There were I was I was listening to some of his questions, and I was thinking. You know, he'd get about halfway done, and I'd be like, "That's where old Malcolm would have stopped talking." Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you could feel it that uh, that he's working really hard to to be a uh, face of this program in multiple ways, he, and, and I he, think that's impressive. He gave my answer. Like I asked him, just kind of, you know, Gundy was talking about the value of the six-year guys and the super seniors, and asked him kind of, you know, if he's noticed that or uh, i don't remember exactly how i phrased it but he said well everyone tells me i'm old he would have stopped there a year ago yeah he would have exactly. just left it at that yeah he would have been like okay like that's funny but right didn't answer my question and he kept going and that was that was nice yeah it was he's been he was great at big 12 media days mm-hmm. and uh, and solid again today so really appreciate that out of him um you know we haven't uh, we haven't podcasted since Mike Gundy's last uh, last press conference, which was uh, almost a week ago now. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of interesting things came out of that. We got to talk about the uh, the depth chart a little bit, figure out uh, you know what uh, what could happen at, at some key spots like left tackle, uh, which I, I think is going to be uh, really intriguing to watch because this battle between Taylor Materko and Caleb Etienne could uh this could last all the way up to boise state i I really think it could absolutely i mean everything you talk to like everyone says there's no separation right right basically the way they talk they don't directly say it but that's the sense i get yeah absolutely and and this is a really intense competition which is uh is the other fascinating thing about it you imagine these two mammoth dudes just going at it hardcore um, you know, in uh, in practice settings, obviously, and now uh, now both guys expected to play on uh, on game day at least this week, and maybe uh, maybe Tulsa as well. We'll see what happens when uh, when they finally start to see some separation between the two. When Charlie Dickey finds uh, a way to uh, to to separate those uh, those two guys and and make a decision on who's going to be the uh, the left tackle for the long term for uh, for this group. But Etienne still intrigues me. He didn't play last year, right? Exactly. I find that intriguing that he's in this competition just based on that alone. Yeah, and just arriving in uh, in the summer mm-hmm. and not not having a, a long time to ramp up to the condition that he needs to be in to compete in the Big Twelve in the in the Oklahoma State offense. 
it's uh, it's very fascinating all the way around. So that's going to be a uh, a key spot to watch. Uh, I know Christian Holmes has been named the starter at cornerback. I'm not convinced that that that, that job battle is over. Not necessarily saying that he's going to uh, lose the job from here at this point, but I do think that he's going to continue to be pushed, and he's going to continue to have competition from either Corey Black or Jabbar Muhammad, whoever uh, whoever stands out among the group of those two. I think those guys are going to continue to uh, to push him and keep that uh, that job battle going at at this point, and it's. Uh, and that's a that's a good thing because you're looking at a, a secondary with so many seniors. You've got to get some young guys some experience. Absolutely, um, it's it's one it's one thing the last few years you didn't because you had so many veteran guys that were mm-hmm. lockdown guys, Rodarius and um, AJ Green and guys like that. Now it's time you got to start building for the future a little bit more. Yeah. Um, if you're OSU, and I think some I think we're going to see some young safeties play at times maybe too. Yeah, at some point this season, especially early, I guess, in some of these earlier games, right? Um, because you got to get them ready too, because you're about to lose. You know, I I, I wouldn't expect Peel and Harvell Peel and and Trey Sterling and you know or Terry right. McAllister. I wouldn't expect them back. No, no, McAllister may be an outside shot, being that he is is a uh, a fourth year senior. Maybe he's a guy that wants to take advantage of that fifth year uh, because he didn't play a ton as a freshman, was a backup and a special teams guy. He might see it as an opportunity to come back and uh, and really shine in that secondary, uh, but there's no guarantee that uh, the guys are going to take advantage of that of that extra year. And um, but no, Harvell Peel and Trey Sterling, I think, are both heading for the NFL yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. and both going to be uh, successful in uh, in in those opportunities when they get them. So it's very beneficial to get. The uh, the younger guys, the less experienced guys, because some of them aren't that young. Jason Taylor's right. been around a long Jason time. Jason Taylor's been around just as long as Colby Harvell Peel. Yes, <laughs> and getting those guys some some game experience so that when you get to spring, you're not uh, you're not trying to break in guys that are uh, that are completely lost is really important. So, and and games like this are the ideal time to do that. I mm-hmm. think it's uh, it's the perfect scenario, and uh, you hope that uh, the Tulsa game is another lopsided game where you're able to do that again. But uh, but no guarantees. Uh, if you if you didn't see my uh, best case worst case scenario uh, schedule breakdown, go check that out, and I'll tell you exactly how the uh, the Tulsa game ends up being close. But uh, other than that, you're gonna have to read. So go check it out. It was. Uh, I put a lot of time into that. It was good stuff. It I really had, was. It was uh, the, the the hardest thing about doing the best case worst case scenario uh, is that it can really get repetitive. The worst case really scenario. fast. Yeah. It's uh, uh, the best case they win and stay healthy. <laughs> worst case they lose and people get hurt. Yeah, <laughs> and that's uh, that's really where it can go really fast if you're not careful. So. So uh, go check that one out if you haven't read it already. I uh, highly recommend it. It's not that repetitive, I promise. No, no. He I did a good really job bringing sure. that up. Because you and I talked about that. We were really concerned about that. Yes. Um, you did a good job varying it up. So I Appreciate think, it. I, people should go read that. Speaking of things that uh, that people should go read, give you a chance to uh, to toot your own horn on uh, on something that you wrote. The Brock Martin story I thought was fantastic last uh, last week. Oh, and still out there on Twitter for people to go find and, and check out. 
uh, highly recommend it. But uh, but take people into uh, kind of because you've written about Brock and his family, uh, his mother's cancer battle, um, things like that before, and uh, and you got to show a little bit of another side of, of Brock as well. Yeah. So I mean, first I got to thank Brock for actually being open with us. Um, it's very easy to to not do that and, and his parents for always being willing to talk with me um, right. but you know two years ago first season on the beat I wrote about Brock and Malcolm shaving their heads for Brock's mom who had just been diagnosed with, with uh, ovarian cancer and um, right before the Tulsa game I wrote that and um, Brock and Malcolm were roommates and longtime friends family friends for a long time and um, so just kind of off that but then Brock had a uh, became a father three months ago a little over three months ago now um and was very open about that with us and availability last week uh right last week it's all running together yeah so uh, uh, that was <laughs> so, that was early last week. um but he was very open with us about that and how that's changed him and matured him and you know he's an older guy now and um pretty much has a he says quote pretty much have a wife and kids <laughs> and, um he's not married but uh living with his girlfriend and um they have the baby together and Maverick is his name and um, talk about that but also you know his mom um, her cancer is back um, she she reported that to me after the story ran that it's officially back and they've they've, re- they've ramped chemo back up and different kind of treatment that I think is less uh, I, I think it's strong but I don't think it's like gonna have as many side effects necessarily on her but uh Anyways, so that that was uh, the crux of the story. Um, Brock was so open about growing up, and his parents were open about him growing up, and um, you could just feel the the love and the emotion, and then the appreciation that that his mom was still around to to see him become a father. That's right, the part that really kind of hit me. I mean, of course, obviously, um, I have a ten month old son now, um, so it kind of hits me a little differently, I guess. But you know, it was um, it was very. It's very cool to see that next chapter, that story, have so much positivity. Yeah, absolutely. It was uh, it was really good. Um, quick sidetrack: Maverick Martin is a badass name. I'm not going to mess with that dude when he gets older. That's all <laughs> I mean, I'm saying. Just watching Brock play football, I'm not going to mess with him. I mean, no, no. Getting Maverick, he can name him yeah. Alfalfa. <laughs> no, I'm not messing with him. Um, no. Another side note of that: my nephew. Um, well, my nephew's name is Maverick. Oh, yeah, fantastic. just turned two. Happy birthday, Maverick. All right, good stuff. <laughs> All right, well, we'll, uh, we'll end this on uh, having a little bit of fun uh, with some predictions. We did some predictions last week looking at the season. We're going to go uh, go game-specific this week. I don't know if uh, we'll see how, how this feels, see if this is something we want to do from, from week to week, maybe pick some different unique categories. For each game and uh, and and make predictions I like based it. on them, it uh, we'll see we'll see how it works out. Uh, but uh, okay, so there's been a lot of talk. We're going to start with running backs. Been a lot of talk about all four of the running backs, and uh, you know Mike Gunny made the uh, uh, made the comment that if they have 40 rushes a game, I'd, the ideal breakdown would be 10 apiece for all four guys. Uh, that's obviously not going to happen, and you're going to have Spencer Sanders running in running some plays in there as well, running the ball a few times and. And he's going to mess up the math. It's all Spencer's fault. Um, <laughs> but uh, but for the opener against Missouri State, all right. Two. It's it's a two part question because okay. I want you to say who you think will start, 
And secondly, who you think has the most carries? I think LD Brown starts. Okay. I think Jalen Warren has the most carries. Interesting. That's a good one. I'm uh, I'm going with LD Brown to start as well, and I think that he will uh, continue to be the starter as long as yes. he's healthy. Uh, and I'm going with Des Jackson to have okay. the most carries. Okay. I think okay. he's a guy that uh, that they understand what he can do when he gets uh, gets rolling a little bit. And I think that uh, obviously with the four guys that they're running out there, it's kind of like like think to think back to some of the high school basketball teams. And this this happens more in the small schools when they have like they only have like eight players on a team. And so, so they they blow somebody out, but they still have to leave. Yeah, a couple of starters right. in the game the whole the whole time. And you're like, why are they playing their starters? Well, they don't have anybody else. They only got eight guys or girls, whichever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And it it feels sort of like that with these running backs. Like they're going to be putting a starter quality running back on the field in mop up duty. That's kind of why I thought about Jalen, just because I thought you know they might want to preserve Dez. Yeah, a little That's, bit. That's uh, that's a definite definite and possibility. You could see Jalen take it over at halftime or something. Yeah, you know, you get a quarter with LD and a quarter with Dez, and then Jalen for most of the second half. Right, exactly. It's kind of my guess. That could absolutely I could be happen. totally wrong. He carries the ball four times. You know, who knows? Because um, I, I think back to two years ago, I think it was McNeese State. We thought Dez Jackson was going to get a bunch of carries. Right, and didn't. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so um, I think he was hurt, though, wasn't he? What, what yeah, was it turned out that there was an injury involved there. I think is um, uh, is, is the case. But we were day. so we were so excited about Des Jackson, thinking he was going to have a big game against McNeese State. We get to see him, and no, no. So I'm not getting. I'm, I'm that's why I'm going third string, or not third string, but third guy on the on the list. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Definitely a possibility. Could uh, could also be that they uh, get ahead by so many so fast that it ends up being Zach Middleton that gets. Uh, that's that gets true. The, uh, you know, I would like to see him carry the ball. Um, oh, that's right. You weren't there for the spring when he when he ran wild. No, I wasn't. That's right. I um, forgot about that spring game. He was uh, he was the workhorse that day. And so I'm I'm interested in that because you didn't see, a lot of people didn't see him as a running back coming out of high school. Right. So I'm really yeah. curious about Zach Middleton. And I like Zach. Zach is um, He's a good dude. is always really good to talk with. I'm um, getting to know him a little bit in his senior year. So, all right, a couple more of these, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap things up. Um, uh, turnovers, I think, are going to be a big story with this defense. So I'm going over under two and a half takeaways for the OSU defense on the on Saturday. I'm gonna take the over. Going with the over. I'm going with the over. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna do it um, because I think they're gonna put Missouri State in some really tough situations that the that their new quarterback is gonna try to do a little too much. All right, I like that. That's uh, uh, sounds like you thought about that that answer a lot. I I know you didn't because I just came up with the question a minute ago. So uh, at least act like I know what I'm talking about. Right. Well done. (laughs) Uh, I am. uh, I'm going under. I I think that. I think this team, there's there's an area where they're going to have to improve, and I think that's it. I think that's something you're going to see them improve on over the course of the season. Uh, they could uh, they go out and, and have six takeaways against Missouri State, and, and it doesn't really mean much either way. No. Uh, six or zero, for that matter, doesn't doesn't mean much either way. They're still going to win by forty. Yeah, and uh, and, and that's just uh, just is what it is. So. Um, 
We'll see, uh, but I think that's something that this team is going to have to improve on over the course of the season. 16 takeaways in 10 games last year. I think that Jim Knowles would like to see that uh, that average bumped up from uh, from there. So uh, we'll see what they can do. But I'm going with the under in the opener. Okay. Just uh, just a uh, just a feeling I have. All right, last one. Will Brendan Presley have a return of any type of longer than 40 yards? Yes or no? 40? 40. No. I think he will. Okay. I don't know why. Just uh, just a I gut feeling. just feel like this might be the game they play a little safe. Yeah. It's uh, it's entirely possible that uh, that we don't see him out there a ton just to uh, just to be cautious. But uh, I feel like he's going to do something that gets the fans really fired up about what he's going to be this season. It and, wouldn't uh, surprise and, me. And that's uh, – I almost went 50 yards, and yeah. I, w- I would have definitely said no on that. Yeah. I think – Don't know why that extra 10 yards would uh, <laughs> would make me hesitate at this <laughs> I point. But it's, I mean, you know, whatever. Um, he's the kind of player that likes to do things like that, to pump up fans and to get excited. So I wouldn't, wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. I just – I just wonder if they're just going to play a little conservative at times just to yeah. uh, not show their hand in some areas. Yeah, I can see that. Um, only tangentially related to Brennan Presley and, and kick returns, I watched some of the uh, almost at Oakland Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, in action in their last preseason game. Dylan Stoner was returning kicks and punts. Was he really? Yeah, he was uh, He was splitting time, but he was uh, He was back there on both. Now every fan that listens is going to want to know, did he fair catch? No. He didn't? Did not. What? He was running running kickoffs out of the end zone from the goal line and uh, and uh, and fielding punts and, and running them back and everything. Probably because so. he knows he's got to make the team. Yes, exactly. Can't be conservative and you're fighting for a roster spot yes. as an undrafted free agent. Exactly. He got aggressive at times last year as a punt returner. He did. He got he got much more aggressive in his senior season. I remember asking sure. him about that. Yeah, yeah. He was definitely uh, definitely more uh, more tuned in to uh, to trying to bring. Uh, did he make the roster? I don't know. I feel bad for bringing it up now because yeah. I should know at this point in well, the day I don't, whether yeah. he made the roster. I he played old. a ton. Had a few catches in that final preseason game. They were playing a lot of backups. Roster. I bet Dylan made the roster. That's my bet. That's a that's a good question. If we, I know, if we I weren't that, in the uh, the Oklahoma Mobile Studio right now, yes, I would uh, I would Google it really fast and look it up. But, I uh, uh, I did see, or I did I didn't I didn't know this until someone brought it up to Malcolm that Amon Ogbogwamiga made the Chargers roster. He did. I didn't realize that. That was really good. That's fantastic. I was really glad news. to see that happen for him. That was uh, that was really cool. Glad to see that for him. All right, we'll finish with uh, with my favorite segment of all time. The most important thing I forgot. Anything uh, anything out there that uh, that we missed in this episode? Mm, no, but I'm, I'm hungry now because of Sione Asi. Yes, it's all his fault. Um, and seriously, Sione, if you're listening, buddy, let's make it happen. Let's do it. All right, good stuff. Well, we'll wrap it up there. For Jacob Underwood, I am Scott Wright. Thank you for listening to the Cowboy Chronicles podcast.